Welcome back to another episode of Touch Icing. Me, Eric Johnson, Tyler Dyes, back after a brief hiatus with the way the world was. Wasn't right to do episodes of a podcast and talk about hockey. We feel it is now the right time to get back in the groove, in the swing of things, with the draft lottery tomorrow night. We're going to talk some hockey. We had some news this week with uh, stories coming out about hub cities. We had the 2020 Hockey Hall of Fame class revealed. And uh, we're also going to break down the draft lottery coming tomorrow night. But first, we're going to start with news coming today out of Seattle. The naming rights to the stadium have been bought by Jeff Bezos. It is the Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, where the new Seattle expansion team will call home. And uh, it's going to be the greenest arena in the NHL when it comes to conservation of energy, uh, electric Zambonis, public transit. Your hockey ticket will double as a public transit ticket. Uh, the ice surface will be the greenest ice in the NHL. Eric, you said earlier it's going to be from recycled rainwater, which is kind of sick. I don't know how they're going to pull it off, though, but it's going to be you awesome. a lot of water. And this arena, it also says, is going to be zero waste, and that's coming from the NHL Seattle's Twitter. So what? It, the, the name is atrocious. The reasoning behind the name, it's great. All their efforts they're going to make is great. Just the name is atrocious. The greenhouse. I like that one. Yeah, yeah that like could be like, like how the, the Honda Center was the Duck Pond. Or is that the Toyota Center? Center's Center is the Rock. Prudential Center is the Rock. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is it? SAP Center is the Shark Tank. I liked no, it. I thought, the, I thought the name was going to be the, uh, the Alaskan Airlines Atrium, but now it's going to be the Alaskan Airlines Atrium at the Climate Pledge Arena. So, correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is only the second arena in the league that doesn't have a sponsor, technically, unless Climate Pledge is like its own brand. Well, no, but Bezos is kind of – Bezos is – but it's not it. – yeah, but it's not, a sp- it's not a company sponsor. What the would be the other one? Madison Square Garden is a Madison Square Garden company, technically. Yeah. 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 Very I similar guess. thing. I, yeah, it is a – no, this is different. This isn't named after a company. It's just named after, like, what they're going to do. They're pledging to help the climate with their arena. Which would be fantastic. And then if other leagues can copy what, you know, other teams can copy what they do, help reduce the, uh, you know, the strain on the environment from the league. NHL Seattle's lead sustainability consultant said it will be a zero-carbon arena, and that has never been done before. Imagine if there was like another cause that just said, you know, oh, another another cause named after an arena. Oh, like uh, donate to charity arena or something like the, that. The UNICEF arena. UNICEF arena. <laughs> the the March for Dimes arena. The Make a Wish Forum. <laughs> yes, the Make a Wish Forum. Uh, paper products such as napkins, paper towels, tissues, uh, and office paper will contain at least thirty percent post consumer content. While all cans, bottles, and other materials used in operations will be diverted from the landfill by recycling or composting at a rate of 97%, which is deemed zero waste by the environmental industry standards. If I don't get an all-meat burger, I'm not going. 
how are they going to do that with like Coke and Pepsi and like Budweiser? Like you're going to have beer companies and all these other people that want to come in and sell their product. How are they going to be able to be like, well, these well, cans are hundred percent recycled. What if they don't do it from cans? What if they just do it from tap? You're still using a keg. For the, the beer. Keg, you yeah. Have to get For, from yeah. the company. Yeah. And you know, and even with Coke and all but that, if, that stuff, if those kegs, if, that. if those kegs go back, to be reused it's zero now, yeah you're limiting you're limiting the use okay i yeah. see what you're saying which i i listen when this happens i can't wait to visit this arena because i will eventually go to this arena i gotta go to all 32 once they're all functioning i've been to like four so we're, <laughs> we, we've dented that list but i'll say this then. i've been there to is- two there's no excuse that an nba team would not want to come to seattle after seeing this no. no, and there should be – I'm surprised this wasn't uh, – the move to Seattle wasn't spearheaded originally by an NBA team and an NHL team just piggybacked off it. They it's tried their campus. I know, the, the Sacramento Kings, right? Yeah. yeah. That was like 10 years ago already. Yeah, and now the NHL uh, ownership group, it's the, it's the Oak View group, uh, has – put all this money into Seattle and it's going to be a very attractive destination for an NBA team, whether through expansion or relocation. But there are uh, certain NBA teams that are not drawing. Yeah. Yeah. I think the supersonics kind of put a sour taste in uh, the NBA's mouth. They didn't want to go back. They got robbed of that team, man. (laughs) They were good for a reasonable period of time. And they just got Kevin Durant and they ripped the team from him. No, they got Westbrook. Yep. They drafted they Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah. They, technically, they did draft Westbrook, but everybody knew they were moving. <laughs> they, they drafted stuff. Westbrook, and it was like, what, four days later, they were officially renamed the Supersonics, uh, renamed the Oklahoma City Thunder? It's like a week. Yeah. Kind of. yeah. There are teams on the NBA that aren't drawing that Seattle would sell out every game for. you telling me that they would draw more in Charlotte than they would in Seattle? No. <laughs> no, Charlotte. Charlotte's just a terrible location for – I mean, the Carolina Panthers worked there, but – Because they were sad at first. Yeah. Even when the Hornets were the only team in Carolina, they weren't drawing because they were losing out to UNC and Duke. Yeah. College yeah. basketball runs deep there. That's not really an NBA place. College basketball – I feel like a lot of college sports run deep in the South. Like, pretty much Alabama – Clemson, like all these different southern states have very much focused on their college teams. They don't really care much for the Even Texas with high school, too. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. You get to states like that, they they care about high school a lot more. All right, Trish, you asked about uh, Pepsi and Coke. Yes. Uh, Climate Pledge Arena and NHL Seattle are working uh, with beverage partners to use only aluminum or biodegradable bottles by 2024. All other single-use plastic will be banned from day one of operations. So no water bottles, no Gatorade bottles. That is – it's nice to see an arena doing this. It would be tough for other arenas around the league – to make this change once they're already established and have deals with certain groups to sell their products at the arena. Now that arena can, an arena can come in and do this from day one. It's great because 
it's, it's easier to get those deals done and you're not changing terms of deals to get it done. These are yeah, the deals I, established off this. I feel like once the deal is made with this arena, then the NHL as a whole can kind of renegotiate with Coke. Because, I mean, Coke and Pepsi aren't going to say no to this. It's going to make them look great PR-wise. So I feel like, you know, going from once Seattle has this all done, maybe three, four, five years later, all these other teams are just going to jump on the bandwagon and continue well, with the same. What's, what's the next new arena coming in? Is it Calgary? Belmont. Oh, Belmont and Long Island, yeah. Yeah. So I could see them doing a deal like this. And then Calgary's after that, right? They're replacing the saddle dome. They finally got the okay for that. They got the okay, yeah. Yeah. And then after that, if Ottawa ever gets their new arena, it'll be Ottawa. I just read some that says there's no plans to move out of Canadian Tire Center. Oh, okay. Well, there goes that. <laughs> there goes that. They played on the outskirts of Ottawa. That, that franchise, they're going to be good next year, but that franchise is just a mess. Well, that's if – even if they get, you know, that's not including the number one pick potentially. Yeah. They're going to get got, one and two, and it's going to piss everybody off. Now, we talk about Ottawa, and we talk about how they're a mess of a franchise, but a recent – not recent – a number one a first-round draft pick from Ottawa is now a Hockey Hall of Famer. Marion Hossa in the Hall of Fame, and he very much deserves it being a three-time Stanley Cup champion with the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Now, he Definitely. was a guy that, that – perhaps got a little bit lost in the shuffle of things in Chicago when they were winning cups. Cause you, he did have the big names, the Kane, the Taves, the Seabrook, Duncan Keith, but Marion Hossa provided such great depth <laughs> on the second line. If they didn't want to you know, if they wanted to split the lines a little bit and take them off the line with Kane and move them down to the second line, it just made them so dangerous. See, I remember more for Ottawa than Chicago. Do you really? I don't remember that much for Ottawa. Well, first of all, it was a while ago. And second of all, he kind of got lost in shuffles. There was Heatley and another guy that should have gotten the hall, which we'll talk about later. Um, There was – who else was there? Chris Phillips. Yeah. And there was somebody else. But he was – he was a char. And he was just kind of lost in the shuffle, though. In Ottawa for – Seven seasons. That's no cup of coffee. Seven full seasons, and then he 97-98, he played seven games. And then he was in Atlanta, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh lost to Detroit, then joined Detroit and lost to Pittsburgh. And then he finally got his cups with Chicago. He finished his career with thir- uh, 1,309 games played and 1,134 points. The rest of the 2020 Hockey Hall of Fame cl- uh, class – uh, we got Jerome Ginla, who makes sense that he's in. Uh, Doug Wilson and Kevin Lowe. Doug Wilson was very overdue. Very overdue for Doug Wilson. You know, once Sergey Zubov got in last year, their careers are statistically the same. And if you put Zubov in, you had to put Doug Wilson. You put Carbonell in. I mean, yeah. How about Kevin Lowe? Kevin Lowe, six-time Stanley Cup champion. Deserving for the Hall of Fame. I think like half that Ranger defense core from 94 is in the Hall of Fame now. But this is considered a shallower class, in, at least in my eyes. 
especially next year, you're going to have both Sedins go in and Yager. Now, this year, there's some snubs, of course. Daniel Alfredson, not in the Hall of Fame, which blows my mind because Daniel Alfredson was insanely dominant as an Ottawa senator. The I thought he was better thing, than Hosa. The only thing missing is the Stanley Cup for Daniel Alfredson. And he tried to chase it with Detroit and didn't get there. Patrick Elias didn't get in. He seems to be a fringe hockey Hall of Famer. Definitely not first or second year. This is the second year of eligibility. Uh, somebody that is believed to possibly get in later down the line. But I perhaps he should get in. I mean, he's got three. Perhaps he's got two. Perhaps two, right? he wasn't the biggest, biggest, biggest snub. Alexander Mogilny. And we've been talking about this snub for years. The first player to come from the USSR and play in the National Hockey League. He defected from the Soviet Union to play (laughs) in the National Hockey League. And beyond that, he was over a point a game player. 1,032 points in his career in 990 games. He's a Stanley Cup champion. I, I don't understand how he's not in. Well, first of all, the story of McGillney coming to America from Russia is insane. Crazy. Oh, it's, it's crazy. It's wild, and it requires an own podcast episode of its own. But this is the Hockey Hall of Fame. If this is just the NHL Hall of Fame, you could argue maybe McGillney's fringe. But there's still an argument for it. There's still an argument. The fact that they're doing international, too, and we've, we've all been to the Hockey Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's that whole international section on the other side. Yeah. Yep. How can you not put him in with both with Russia and the NHL combined? He was a five-time All-Star, won the Lady Bing once, has one Stanley Cup with, uh, with New Jersey in 2000. Uh, he only went to one? Yeah, he only went to one Stanley Cup. But listen to some of these stats. Let's take a look at uh, – 92-93, 127 points in 77 games. 76 goals Jesus. in 77 games. It's almost a goal a game. It's insane. What? <laughs> like, he's what – is his number retired in Buffalo? Let me check. Because it damn well should be. And then he gets traded to Vancouver, and he has 107 points in 79 games there. And then he has a few down years, 73 and 76, 45 and 51, 45 and 59. Had a bad year in 99-2000 where he won the Cup with New Jersey. But then he rebounds the year after that and has 83 points in 75 games with New Jersey in 2000-2001. McGillney's number is not retired by the Sabres. It's not? It is not. You can – he's – He's Pat one of the best forwards in Sabres history. Pat LaFontaine's is retired. And the entire French connection and Tim Horton, but not McGillney. The French connection has their own little section up there. Yeah. I don't know what the disrespect is for McGillney. I don't, is, is it how he came over here? What is it? But how he came over here was such an inspiring, like, crazy shit that happened there. McGillney got inducted into the Sabres Hall of Fame in 2011, ironically, after Dave Anderchuk and Mike Felina. 
that shouldn't happen. That should not happen. I, I just don't understand what the NHL's, uh, at least the Hall of Fame committee's disrespect is towards him. I, I would love to sit on, because it's an 18-person committee where they debate the names. I would love to hear what the argument is against him. Because Buffalo wasn't a powerhouse team then. They weren't they a were great fun. team. Yeah, but they weren't great. And he was putting up ridiculous numbers. It just doesn't make sense. All right. And the you other two. You want to hear something funny? Go ahead. Dale Howardchuck got inducted into the Buffalo Sabres Hall of Fame before he got yeah. inducted into the Winnipeg Jets no. Hall of Fame. No. 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 <laughs> Tony, you okay? I feel like Alexander McGillney was a devil for 115 games. And I feel like yeah. the devils, at least Lou Lamorello, respects him more than anybody in the Hockey Hall of Fame voting committee. Was he at the 2000 Cup reunion? Yes. I thought so. Was he? I think the whole the whole team was there except for like three people. Was I thought because I thought McGillney for a second was one of the three. Was I th- he? I thought he was there. He might have been. Here, I'm, I'm going to check it out right now. But yeah, I'm checking it out right now because he was so good. I remember when he. Uh, I briefly remember oh five oh six when he came back to New Jersey. And he's at the tail end of his career, but he still contributed 25 points in 34 games. Like, it's not like he was a slouch. All right, here's who didn't – Malikov didn't show up. Yeah, McGillney wasn't there. Nah. Which – it's just – Well, he did that doc- – they did that documentary on McGillney on NHL Network a couple of years ago. Yeah. They reached out for comment, and he said he, he's, like, done. He's done with hockey. Which, they tried to reach out for him and nothing. Maybe that's why they won't put him in the Hall of Fame because he said that the might fuck be off. part of it. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like hockey's disrespected him a little bit. The other two members getting into the Hockey Hall of Fame: uh, Kim Saint Pierre, former goalie for the Canadian national team, and uh, Ken Holland, who's the current general manager for Edmonton, who's going in for uh, his contributions to the Detroit Red Wings building those Stanley Cup contenders. And he did build those Stanley Cup contenders. Yeah. We bust on Ken Holland a lot, but... Detroit was a fucking powerhouse. They were nasty. By far the best ball team in the league. I mean... Jersey swept them. I was watching... Have you seen Names on the Cup, Eric? The documentary? I have. I take such issue with it because they talked about Lemieux and his two cups, the Rangers, and it's almost like New Jersey didn't happen. And then they went right into Detroit, and those Detroit teams were fantastic. But think about it. If they the talk Devils, about Colorado? Uh, yeah, because they went through the whole Raymond Bork thing. Think about so, it. Yeah. The Devils win that cup in 2000, 2001. They're yeah. mentioned in the same breath as Detroit for those years. Because that would have been – Three in four years and four in nine years, which is insane. They, they win game seven, they're up there with Detroit. They win game six, they had the lead. Yeah. 
Alexander McGillian, he deserves recognition from the Hockey Hall of Fame and the NHL world in, in general. It's just I – have, I don't have that much of a problem with the other players who got in. It's just seeing who didn't get in. Like, if McGillney's not waiting to get in, it's the only reason I'm set with Kevin Lowe and Doug Wilson because I think Alexander McGillney should be in over both of them. But that's just me. Uh, what do we got next, gentlemen? Should we do draft lottery or should we do um... – yeah, that other thing. The, the hub cities? Hub cities. All right. Let's do, do hub cities. Let's do, we'll finish with draft lottery. Yeah. Oh, uh, also, before we get to hub cities, it, it, it looks like we're actually going to avoid a lockout, potentially. Yeah. Extension, oh, my God. A CBA extension? What brought this During on? During a pandemic. What brought this on? Like, People did, home bored and they're did, like, we just want to play. Did Gary Bettman see the, the disarray of Major League Baseball and went, damn, I don't want that. You know what the amazing thing is? <laughs> out of the four commissioners, the one that's doing the best job out of the four of them is Gary Bettman. Yeah, which is, I mean, he is – you can't argue he's grown the game by leaps and bounds since he took over as commissioner. You can't argue it. Mm-hmm. There were so that losing a season hurt. Three lockouts. Yeah, losing a season, three lockouts, all that hurt. But the way he's handled this pandemic and what he's done to bring hockey back this year, and now if there's a CBA agreement that's certified this within the next month, I mean, it's like, Hell of a comeback story from Gary Bettman. Yeah, maybe people won't boom now. Let's go into the hub cities. It looks like Vegas is going to be a hub city. And earlier in the week, the speculation was Vancouver was the front runner to host uh, the Western Conference teams because the Eastern Conference teams will be going to Vegas. Eric, I see the meeting time. (laughs) The Eastern Conference teams will be going to Vegas. And... uh, Vancouver hit a snag, it looks like. It looks like the uh, pro- the province health official, I don't know the full term of what she is, for full status, uh, basically said this, this, this isn't going to happen. So the NHL has turned their attention now to Toronto and Edmonton to be the other hub city alongside Vegas. And if I was the NHL, I'd be honest with you, I would seriously consider taking Vegas off the list with the numbers that Nevada is showing with the coronavirus. I would have no problem seeing one hub city be Edmonton, the other one be Toronto. So I think what they should do for hub cities, I think the first hub city for the East, based on the number of cases, the first hub city should be Boston. Massachusetts has this thing under control. I'm going to be honest. I, 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 I would like it out of the United States. I, cause I, well, here's the thing, because I think the West should be Edmonton. You know what the perfect hub city is, right? Seattle. No, Winnipeg. Oh, yeah. But nobody wants to go there. Could you imagine if they just said, screw it, it and they did the sucks. Yeah. And it's cold. <laughs> Even in June. <laughs> Even in June, it's like <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just – I agree with you, Tony. I don't think it really should be uh, the U.S. right now because they're going to start it and then all of a sudden everything's going to shut down again because the U.S. is – Screwing the pooch at the moment. 
The only state still taking this seriously are on the East Coast where it first started and got really bad. Jersey, New York, we're all still taking it very seriously. You go down south and out west, they just don't care anymore. You're not going to see New York City or New Jersey be a hub city. You know, it's just no. It's just one of those things that's not going to happen. Yeah, we're still reeling from the coronavirus. Yeah, and we know it's not going to be Buffalo because of what happened with the uh, the ice there. Oh my God! Just uh, Buffalo is. The ice got warped at one of the at the, at their practice the arena. Yeah, the, the, the ice warped the boards and everything shot. Now they need new boards <laughs> because Buffalo is just they can't get anything right. No, from Eichel to just ice maintenance, they can't get a damn thing right. Well, then nope. Kevin Adams, the new GM, his first job was to Fire call everybody. twenty-two members and tell them that they fired that they got fired. The best and thing then- was is they accidentally fired that guy and then to call him back and say, no, I'm sorry, you didn't actually get fired. We got to rehire you now. They had to re-interview him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Buffalo. Buffalo's a mess. Uh, NHL draft lottery tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm excited. Ottawa possesses two picks in the top seven. They they, They possess one and two at the moment. No, two, two and three. And three. Yeah. Two and three, sorry. Because Detroit's one. Now, did you hear yeah. how they're announcing it? Bob McKenzie came out with it today, how they're announcing it. Uh, how are they it, doing it? None of the three teams is a, uh, a playoff team. They're going to start the countdown from seven, start the numbering from seven down. But let's say one of the spots is occupied by a playoff team or a qualifying round team. They're going to start from eight down. If it's two teams, they'll start count from nine down. That's how they're going to do it. The assistant commissioner, Bill Dale, is going to do it that. You know, so we'll know right away. Three. We'll know right away whether or not it's going to be any. If it's of 10, I'm going to be livid if it's 10. Oh, my God. Nine, I'm going to be pretty livid, too. Both, both situations. Teams that were, like, right on the cusp are now in the top three, which is just stupid. Did you see uh, one of those cusp teams? Carey Price is not fully comfortable reporting to a Hub City and playing. He said there still needs to be some uh, answers to his questions. Panarin just said oh, that. Boy. Panarin is different. Panarin wants uh, – doesn't want anybody to report while there's – with this whole CBA thing. Panarin says we can use this leverage. Which is not a bad move, but if the players want to no, go, no. I don't think they will. But it's not a bad move. Who's our player rep? Uh, Kyle Palmieri. Palm- and then okay. when Palms do- can't do it, it's Corey. And everything's usually okay. been done by Corey lately for some reason. Well, you know, Palmieri's in Jersey. Well, so is Corey. I don't yeah. know, but. <laughs> Who's a team you could see win the draft lottery? Let's just take the seven that are not participating in the qualifying round. Who's a team you could see winning the draft lottery and perhaps making the playoffs next year? Montreal. No, no, no. Let's start in the seven. Out of the seven. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. So that's – Don't you dare say Buffalo. Detroit, Ottawa, Ottawa. uh, L.A., New Jersey, Buffalo, and Anaheim. Forgot Anaheim. Jeez. Eric, I'll start with you. Well, 
out of the seven? Yeah. I think it's going to be either Jersey or Ottawa. I think it's Ottawa. Ottawa is deep when it comes to prospects. You throw a Lafreniere in there? Oh. My goodness. My goodness. Ottawa is now a powerhouse for years to come. Now, yeah, that doesn't worry I mean, me because I think Dorian will screw that up. Vancouver They're just announced they are out of the too. Hub City mix. They are officially out? They, Canucks just tweeted that they are out of the Hub City mix. Okay, so they joined Columbus, Pittsburgh, and various – I think Chicago's officially out now too? I haven't heard anything from the Blackhawks yet. Okay. Because I know Pittsburgh said earlier in the week that uh, they're out. Edmonton's proposal looked good. I think they're going to get it. I think they're going to get it too. Um, so I think Ottawa. You think either Ottawa or New Jersey. Trish, what do you think? I, I agree with Eric. Ottawa or New Jersey. I mean, because you got to remember, Jersey's still a very, very young team. And, you know, from what we saw from Jack Hughes this year, he showed potential. Nico was playing a lot better. Jesper Bratt was playing a lot better. You know, a lot of these players who were younger were stepping up and doing a lot better. So I could see, you know, another little piece helping them get there next year. And mm-hmm. Ottawa, obviously, if they get anything, they're just going to be ridiculous. An yeah, interesting team. What about uh, what about Buffalo? <laughs> listen, 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 listen. You laugh. Funny. But imagine a first line. Imagine Eichel and Lafreniere on the same line. That's the whole line. That's the whole yeah. team right there. I understand. But then Skinner can move down. Maybe that takes some pressure off Skinner. Well, Ritz the line is pretty much gone no matter what. Yeah, I, no he, is, he is halfway out. The, he was halfway out the door when the season started. Yeah, Buffalo's got a lot of work to do. Buffalo's if, worse than Jersey right if now. If Buffalo so. got Lafreniere, it would have to be the same method to get to the playoffs that New Jersey used two years ago. Have Eichel do absolutely everything and hope it's enough to drag you kicking and screaming to the playoffs. Yeah, but look how well that worked for Jersey. We went exactly, but you know better. what? Buffalo, Buffalo would think they made the playoffs, and they would treat that like a Stanley Cup. Buffalo needs the playoffs more than any other team right now. Yeah, haven't made the playoffs since uh, was it the year they lost 20, in the Eastern 20, Conference Final to Ottawa? 2010, 2011, One of those. Okay, so two. it was after that. They used to be good. <laughs> and what happened? Yeah. Ottawa, uh, Buffalo. This is Buffalo. There's no other way to say Buffalo. There was one year the Eastern Conference Finals was Ottawa Buffalo. Like, wh- look how far we've come. NHL said that can't happen again. Here we are. Yeah, Buffalo less made, you know, they made really good progress. That was when they saw Lindy Ruff, who's now the fifth mystery head yeah. coach in Canada, as we found out. But apparently that interview happened a while ago with New Jersey. Did you hear that the Devils are interviewing coaching candidates and coaching candidates are telling them you need to hire a GM first? Thank God. <laughs> like the coach – like, like, you can't hire me and then hire my boss. You got to do it the other way around. Hire the guy who's going to get my personnel. Right. The fact that the devils yeah. need to be explained that is bad. Yeah, it just oh, doesn't make any sense. Why would you go coach first? Because then you're going to hire a GM who doesn't like the coach, and then they're not going to work well together. The systems and then don't two fit. Years later, then the two years later, the coach is just gone, and then you're going to do this whole process over again. I know it can't be considered a bad thing, but is there a team in the top seven who, if they won the lottery, it might be a bad thing for the franchise? Not with Lafreniere. 
I think the Kings. I think the Kings, if they won the lottery, they would think, hmm, we're really close. We're one piece away. And overpay for another piece. And then Drew... Drew, yeah, like Hall. And then Drew Doughty's going to be terrible, and Kopitar's going to be pissed, and Hall can't perform, and Jonathan Quick's old, and Lafreniere's just going to be stuck there, and his development's going to be stunted, and that'll be it. Just, yep. They're going to think they'll return to glory, and it'll just be it. Well, you want to talk about one foot out the door. Jonathan Quick's got one foot out the door. Yeah, but, man, two cups buys you a lot of time. It also buys you $10.5 million. And a no-trade clause. And a no-trade. Yep. Which, I mean, especially that one, the first run as the eighth seed, dominant. Dominant from Jonathan Quick the whole playoff. That might have been, like, the easiest consummate vote ever. Yeah. Like, if New Jersey won that cup, I mean. It'd be historic. They come back from 3-0. Yeah. But who would you give the Conn Smythe to? Oh, you'd still give it to... Kovalchuk. Uh, Col- Henrique? Kovalchuk had more points. Kovalchuk was averaging a point a game plus that yeah. playoff run. Henrique, Henrique just scored big goals. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That'd be like giving Brett Hall the Conn Smythe in 99. Yeah. Well, I mean, cup winner. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Oh, man. So that's going to wrap up this episode of Touch Icing. Hope you enjoyed it. We're glad to be back. We are uh, back. We're glad more news is coming out, and we're moving slowly toward restarting the NHL season. It's looking like July 30th will be the start date for the qualifying round. The NHL announced today, or it got lost in whatever kind of announcements they were making, that October 5th will be the last day the Stanley Cup can be awarded. So that will be the Game 7, October 5th which leaves you that you could start January 1st if you wanted to. Imagine starting the season off with a Winter Classic. That would be nuts. Oh, man. So we're going to start the season in January this year? Yeah. Or next year? Yeah. God, how are they going to get it back to normal? And I've At least heard a, somewhat normal. I've heard a rumor no fans next year. The entire year? Oh, no. That's what I've heard. At least to start the season. To start the season, I could see. Which means I year. picked the worst time to be a devil season ticket holder. Yeah, honestly. You and me both, buddy. But, so, you know, they're going to be giving us all this kind of free shit to keep us, you know, to, around. To keep us happy. Well, we locked yeah. in for two years. We're fucked either way. Not really. Because if this happens and there's a whole season where they there's no season, either they're just going to have to throw in the kitchen sink at us. Yeah, it's – It'll be good. We'll be so fine. we want to thank you for joining in. Uh, our podcasts are always available wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. We will see you next week. There, are we I, doing trivia? Do you have one? Um, it's a very good question. Let's just put it off to next week. We'll get another new one next week. Sounds good. New trivia question next week. Uh, I want to thank you for joining in. There should be more news because things are developing very quickly. I mean, we had news break just on the show. Eric said Vancouver's out of the Hub City race. And uh, we will be back next week for another episode of Touch Icing. Until then, yep. enjoy your NASCAR cause that, that's, uh, and your European soccer because that's all it's on. <laughs> Liverpool did it. Let's go. See you next week.